नमस्ते जय शिवाय अनदर वीडियो ऑफ सांख्य दर्शन एंड आई एम ट्राइंग टू एडजस्ट द बोर्ड एंड माई सेल्फ आई एम नॉट अ वीडियो प्रोफेशनल सो फॉर गिव मी फॉर दैट इट्स रियली डेवस्टेटिंग टू सी योर सेल्फ फ्रॉम डिफरेंट एंगल्स एंड सी ओ नो दट दिस लुक्स रियल बैड इट्स ओके वट आई एम टीचिंग that is what you can focus on so from the ahankara right from the ahankara chitta or the storage device that we have chitta is created <clears throat> now chitta we also call it manas at times and the reason for that is that it's the same thing it's one single organ you can say but the function of it is different so when it is interacting with the gyanendriya the thing that perceives anything the organ you can say or the structure in you the element in you which actually perceives everything around so when it is interacting with when there is an interaction going on then we call it manas but when it's about sanskar or chit vrittis means the stored information say for example you meet somebody first time then you perceive them through manas now based off of how they might have behaved with you you have stored some information about them especially not the infer- kind of information that says that okay their height was this much and their leg their color was like that not that kind of an information instead anything that invokes the aversion or craving in you attachment or aversion in you or that invokes fear in you or that helps you play some of your identity so anything that is there in the chitta that is stored in chitta is nothing but a solidified pattern of avidya means illusion or delusion so avidya and then asmita means identities different identities and then raga dvesha and abhinivesha raga is attachment dvesha is uh, aversion and abhinivesha is fear fear of death and uh, yeah basically all fears ultimately results to results into fear of death and resistance to change so this is all that is stored inside your chitta and manas is the one that interacts with gyanendriya but if manas has to know or that your gyanendriya if you are perceiving somebody the second time not the first time then some memory of it is going to come back from your manas to tell you oh so this person behaved with me like that i don't like this person you see so last time previous information comes out and it's pretty much true when you are eating or when you are talking to people 
and in your everyday life. Then second thing that gets created is Gyanendriya, five Gyanendriya. Gyanendriya, a lot of people make this mistake. Lot of people make this mistake. So that is why I am going to explain you very clearly what Gyanendriya are and what Gyanendriya are not. Gyanendriya are, is something very, very, very subtle in you. They are the very, very subtle centers of perception in you. Very subtle centers of perception in you. Which are functional even when you do not have a physical body. Which are functional even when you do not have a physical body. Now the major misconception that people have is that Shrot means ears. These two ears that you have got. Netra means eyes. These two eyes. Tuak means touch. Sense of touch. Means your skin. Wherever you have that. Gran means your sense of smell. Okay. And Rasa means your sense of taste. Okay. So a lot of people think that these are like five senses that we have in our physical body here. What they forget, most important distinction between the two is, first of all, Gyanendriya are not made up of five elements. Gyanendriya are made up of Ahankara. They are not made up of physical substance, physical body, which you see here. Five elements which are created, the panch sukshmhutas that are created and then your physical body is created from that. So they are not. They are the indriya or the centers of jnana, of wisdom in you. Say for example... The meaning of Gyanendriya actually, if I have to explain you that, then say for example, you are looking at a fan. Okay. Did the fan go actually inside your subtle body to make you feel that, wow, this is a fan. How do you know it? So these are the knowledge centers in you. But the actual physical thing is not going there. In order for touch to happen, for you to feel touched, the sense of touch on your skin, when we are touching ourselves here, that does not mean that my hand or in some form, the physical sensations went all the way to the Gyanendriya, no physical sensation cannot go to the subtle body. Nothing from the physical 
can directly go to the subtle body, then what goes there? When I see water or when I see something, that object has not gone inside me, inside my subtle body. That physical object has not gone there. Then how do I know? How does this jnana happens? So through these five senses or in any other mode, these five senses are not the only way of perception, right? You see dreams as well, right? You see dreams. So when you see dreams, when you are watching dreaming, when you are dreaming, that time you are seeing, oh, I saw a mountain, I saw my girlfriend or boyfriend in my dream, my parents in my dream, or a lion or a tiger running behind my, my, myself. So that kind of a dream. And so when you are dreaming, are your these eyes working at that time? Is there any input going through these eyes at that time? Is still the perception of rupa, akara means shape and form. Perception of shape and form has happened to you despite the fact that you are dreaming and you are not using these two eyes. Same thing is with the ears. Shrota, this does not directly translate to your sense of hearing because Jnanendriya are above and beyond your five senses. They can perceive things, places, people, events, situations, states. They can have a perception Beyond your physical body. Okay. So say for example. You heard somebody say something in your dreams. And you remember that. Right. Where did that hearing happen? Because no input went, went inside. Using these two ears that you have. So never think. That this is what directly translates into your five senses. No, it does not. Five senses are panchabhautik. Means five senses are made up of five elements here down below. These five elements is what will create your physical senses. While ahankara or the eyeness is what cre has created jnanendriya means knowledge of perception, knowledge through perception happens using these five Gyanendriya. So, Shrota, this is for the perception of hearing. Now, you know, a lot of yogis, when you are walking your spiritual journey, they have supernatural experiences, right? And during those supernatural experiences, at times, I... Heard my guru when I was in samadhis, in savikalpa samadhi and I was in deep states of meditation. At that time, I actually heard my guru. Now my guru is not there in this lifetime. 
I haven't heard heard him saying a word. But whatever projection I realized at that time, I was able to hear what he was saying. And mind it, he wasn't saying anything. It was more like as if a thought in him is what I heard. And later on, after uh, Samadhi, after enlightenment, a lot of people get supernatural powers where they can hear other people's thought. We never say, I saw you, saw your thought. We always say, I, I can hear you. I can hear your thoughts. How come thoughts become hearable? Or thoughts can be heard when nothing has been said from your vocal cords, from your mouth. Nothing has been said. So just the presence of thought is perceived as a sound at that time. How that, does that happen? Because of Shrota, Gyanendriya Shrota. So, these five things not only perceive the information through your physical body, in during the waking state, but also perceive the information, also perceive the knowledge during your dreaming state. During your deep sleep state, during even in deep meditative states, this sukshma sharira is functional. So these, these are something very, 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 very tiny, very, very small, atomic, nuclear kind, nucleus and nuclear kind of a thing. That's how small these things are. And now if you see, Shrota is one. That means are you going to have one ear or do you have hearing power in one ear only? So you see, many of the physical organs can be created. Multiple of same type of organ can be created using one Gyanendriya. So means one, in other words, this is not the right way to say it. Again, it looks like Gyanendriya, sorry, five senses were created using Gyanendriya. So, sorry, discard that sentence. What I am trying to say here is, one Gyanendriya of listening, power to hear, can actually perceive from both the ears. One center of perception of seeing the shape and form can perceive through these eyes, and during sleep, during dreaming, when there are no use of, these eyes are not being used at that time. And can also see subtle objects in the chidakasha or you can say meditative space for now. You can understand it that way. In the meditative state, at times people see various geometric figures, geometric forms. They at times see their gurus or somebody else and somebody else, some people, some shapes, some forms, or perceive some sound. So all these are working. So these netra is not just for taking the perception from your physical eyes. Same thing is tuak. Tuak is the thing that requires, that is touch. 
a lot of times i hear people saying that i was sitting quietly in my room and it felt as if somebody touched me on my shoulder or somebody pushed me from the back just a jerk was what was felt but there's nobody in the room so maybe uh, angry spirit did it or you know something else did it or if you even want to consider it an illusion but the idea is that you felt touched or hit by someone how did you know that person hit you or uh, some invisible invisible force has touched you how do you because actually on your skin nobody touched you on your skin the input of touch has not gone inside you from via your physical body then what has carried the input to the gyanendriya of twak saying somebody touched me so somebody has bypassed say may made be a spirit or a some invisible force whatever that invisible force is that invisible force has not touched your physical body so the input has by- bypassed your skin which is a sense organ in you it has bypassed still inside the gyana the knowledge that that is happening or the perception that is happening is of the fact that somebody has touched you so now you see how differently these things work and they are not limited by your physical powers same thing is with the nose nose is not what provides input nose is not the only thing that provides input to your ghran gyanendriya nose is not the only thing so many times you just there is no smell of roses in this room and at times you are sitting especially when uh, somebody reaches high highly meditative states at that time they do smell lot of good smells i used to smell rose jasmine mixed mix of rose and jasmine a lot of times and there was no rose and there was no jasmine in my room or around me but during highly meditative states you do smell some really f- nice fragrances but no input is going via your nose is still your grand gyanendriya is giving you a perception of a smell a fragrance same thing is with rasa in highly meditative states at times you have a sweet taste in your mouth without eating anything sweet now these things may happen at other times too but i only have the example of high high meditative states where you perceive things beyond your five senses so that's the reason i'm giving you that kind of an example but yeah a people can taste uh, something because of something else too but uh, it may not be a direct input to through their tongue which is used for taste it may not be and uh, there comes a time when you are in your spiritual journey and these things are actually so much purified your whole entire existence subtle body is so much pure again and physical not blocked by your physical body not 
in any way limited by your physical body, I would say. At that time, all these five gives you spiritual experiences, supernatural spiritual experiences. This is where it comes from. You see that which cannot be seen through these two eyes. You hear, sorry, you see here, you hear some music, some celestial music, some orchestra somewhere. Right? So a lot of such things happen. So these Gyanendriya are not limited by the perception of your two physical, of your five physical senses. So never forget that, okay? That eyes are not the only way to see these two eyes. Otherwise, you wouldn't see anything in your dream. Ears are not the only way to hear because you do hear a lot of time other people's thoughts, other people's emotion you hear at times. When you say, I understand that. I, I understand how you are feeling. How did that happen in you? How did what they are feeling, you instantly felt inside you? How does empathy works? So, these Gyanin, they are not at all limited by five physical senses. Five physical senses are a very, very, very limited faculty and very limited apparatus that we have got. Next is five karmendriya that are created. Five karmendriya are also created from ahankara. So all these things are actually ahankaric in nature. Means they are, they, which cloth they have been cut from or which basic element they all have been created from is ahankara. They are not bhautic or physical in nature. They are sukshm or subtle in nature. And once you have them, have these things from ahankara, they form, their, form your uh, subtle body. They form your subtle body. And subtle body is something that you will always have. Until you attain self-realization, until you are enlightened. You are always going to have the exactly same subtle body. What keeps on changing is the information, the memory of these things. That is what keeps changing. For example, in one lifetime, suppose a person is born uh, blind. These eyes are not working for whatsoever reason. Okay, maybe there is a problem with retina or maybe the wiring that goes, the nerve, nervous system, nerves, nerves that connect the retina back to the brain's center of seeing. So all that is damaged, suppose, and whatever else is there in the eyes, the entire apparatus of physical apparatus is damaged. So no operation can correct the eyes, nothing can fix the eyes, nothing can be done. Does that mean the Gyanendriya of Netra is not going to perceive anything? It's a very important question. It is still will. 
all that person may still have dreams and in the dreams he will be seeing whatever he sees whatever he has ever seen if he is born blind then whatever he may have seen he may see that in other words what i am trying to say is there is never a fault in these gyanendriya ever at all whether this physical body ages or dies or say for example we are aging and earlier my eyesight was good and then when it due to aging the eyesight became bad does that mean does that mean that my gyanendriya has also aged no aging has physical aging happens only to that which is physical which is made up of panchbhutas aging does not happen does not occur to these things that does not mean that these things can never will never die or will never be you know never go never go into destruction that's not what it means but what it means is these things do not age and decay just because you are storing thousands and thousands and thousands and multi million bad things in your storage box that doesn't mean it's going to fall off <laughs> okay so a person may be born blind in this life a person may be born deaf in this life that does not mean his gyanendriya has been compromised no it's not there are other reasons for that thing we'll discuss those reasons and because he's always once we get this subtle body then regardless of the fact that we take a human body or we take a lion's body or we take an owl's body the owl has eyes like here and there and the very different body very different neck or may butterfly may see some uv patterns and some different eyes that doesn't mean the power of power or the ability of gyanendriya keeps changing no it does not every time when you take up a subtle body it's in it it works in its 100% power it works with its full potential you haven't been given a faulty apparatus here you did not you did not get any faulty device and the proof of that is when people get into deeper into meditation when they start getting into samadhi states that's when they understand that yes i can come back to the optimum state of working for these gyanendriya the gyana that is happening to me is 100% perfect is 100% correct and at when these five gyanendriya they work in two modes all of them one way of working is sequential means they can take the input one by one by one by one okay or the entire thing entire gyanendriya can actually work as one integrated in an integrated manner 
this is a separate topic that i'll teach you someday where you know the all the gyanendriya actually works in an integrated manner means the experience becomes so intense for a person that a person may be looking at sunrise the time when they are looking the moment when they are looking at the sunrise sunrise that then they when they looked at it at the same time their ears perceived their the shrota perceived some sound their eyes the perception they haven't just seen the sunrise instead some gyana about the sun has happened this is also the state when the all of these work together remember when we say one pointed concentration one pointed focus when we say that or in other hindi words we say dharana one pointed does not only mean that right now you are when you are looking at a candle you are not thinking about tonight's dinner you are not thinking about your dog your wife your children your tv or not hearing the sound of your tv or birds chirping out, outside one pointed not only means removing all the other subjects and objects from your physical perception and keep the focus on one thing in your physical world it also means in your subtle world combining all these senses it's an ability it's a siddhi in itself and those who attain samadhi in this life have actually are born with this siddhi where all these five work together and these are also required they are required to work together if you are ever to attain vairagya parvairagya they have to work together they have to work as one that's when the gyana about something happens is so deep that if you put dhyana on sun then dharana on sun then you know everything about sun if you put dharana on a, a leaf or a tree you will know even the history of that tree even if it is 1000 years old or whatever happens around that tree so lot of extra information you gather when you look at a person you know know everything about them how because this entire faculty entire apparatus of perception is not firing five different bullets instead is firing just one big huge bullet concentration consciousness is not dividing itself for this perception separately then this separately then this separately then this separately and then this separately it's not dividing itself into five different streams consciousness or chetna is pointing to all five of them at once it's piercing all five of them at once that is when we attain siddhi but in normal people it's much more like sequential if they are seeing the sunset then what their kid is shouting from behind they may not hear it they may not hear the waves of the ocean at that time 
they may not feel the sand beneath their feet on the ocean. So you see, sense of touch, hearing, seeing, it will happen sequentially. It can happen all very fast. That's not a problem. It can, all this can happen in a moment. That at the time a person was standing on the beach, he was hit by the waves from the ocean, he has sand beneath his feet, his kid is shouting in the back and he is looking at the uh, sunrise or sunset and the gentle air warm breezes touching his body. All this can happen at once. Still, the sensation of it, the knowledge of it, the jnana of it in that person is going to happen one by one by one. He may see the sunset, then he will say, what did you say to his kid? And he will have no, no idea that how deep he is already into the water. Or that sand beneath his feet is, has actually started shifting in the, on the ocean. So the knowledge and the acknowledgement of the knowledge will happen sequentially. That is how it works in normal people. All these things work sequentially. They do not work all at once. All at once only happens when you have crossed the stage of dharana. One-pointed concentration has become your natural ability, your natural way. So now in such people, the experience is very intense. They'll never forget one sunset. Every time everything is happening around them, their experience is so damn intense. Because... The, con the consciousness is not dividing itself into five different streams to perceive anything. Instead, is everything is going as one. So the intensity of perception of jnana, wisdom, intensity of wisdom, depth of wisdom, quality of wisdom increases. So this is how important five jnanindris are. Okay, and that is how different they are from your very limited five physical senses. So never think that these five jnanendriya are directly, there is some kind of one-to-one -one or one-to-many relationship between these and your physical body. No, there is no one-to-one -one or one-to-many relationship. Yes, eyes also take input. Eyes. In Sanskrit, all your physical senses are called as Golak. G-O-L-A-K. All your physical senses are called as Golak. In Sanskrit, they are not called as Indriya. Indriya is something very, 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 very subtle. Ati Sukshma. Very subtle. And they are working is so much finer than this physical body that you have taken and any other physical body that you may take. It's the physical body which poses or which makes you limited, which creates limitations of perception in you. Otherwise, from your subtle body, the perception is infinite. It's not limited by anything at all. So then Ahankara creates five Karmendriya. 
कर्मेंद्रिया आर योर हैंड्स योर फीट योर एक्सक्रीटरी सिस्टम वेर यू एक्सक्रीट फ्रॉम एंड योर जेनाइटल्स वेर यू यूरिनेट अगेन एक्सक्रीशन थिंग यूरिनेट फ्रॉम और फ्रॉम वेर यू एक्चुअली रिप्रोड्यूस फ्रॉम उपस्था इज द रिप्रोडक्शन सिस्टम और यूरिनरी सिस्टम एंड वाग इज स्पीच वाई इज इंट स्पीच हियर इन द ज्ञानेन्द्रिय वेन यू आर स्पीकिंग नो ज्ञाना इज हैपनिंग वेन यू आर स्पीकिंग नो ज्ञाना इज हैपनिंग टू यू देर इज समथिंग गोइंग आउट फ्रॉम यू मीन्स ज्ञाना इज बींग एक्सप्रेस्ड थ्रू द स्पीच कर्मा कैन बी डन थ्रू द स्पीच बट द ऑर्गन ऑफ नॉलेज the subtle subtle center of perception see does not include a speech that is why we say don't talk when it comes to knowledge if you really want to attain wisdom about something don't talk talk less so these five now you may say that you have had perception from all these things and your physical body takes up input and everything and these five are called as karma indriya because karma is done action or kriya is done through your uh, speech you can walk you can lift up things objects and you can reproduce and you can excrete right all these systems can work now there are other systems that we have in our physical body say for example uh, we have circulatory system right and uh, circulatory system we have um, respiratory system we have endocrine system we have uh, our liver and all these things so we have so many other systems how do those systems work that is where shakti comes into picture that is where prana comes into picture that is where we say prana is divided into five different types there are five types of pranas life energy that is what takes everything that is what helps connect physical body to the subtle body that is what connects entire pranamaya kosha you see is a system where prana energy prana is flowing in different ways and that is what is taking information or inputs from physical body to the gyanendriya if i know if first time if i am seeing a fan i have never seen it then when the through the prana because fan has not gone inside me inside my subtle body fan physically has not gone there there is no way for any thing from this entire world from this entire sansara 
There is no way anything can go inside my sukshma body, in my subtle body. Only a subtle can reach to the subtle body. Simple. Okay? So fan has not gone inside. So I may ask a question, what is this? So a question has come because inside my chitta, inside my manas, there is no information of something, an object that looks like that. So the question has come out. But the information that I do not know what this is, it has traveled through my eyes when through the fan that I am touching or I am seeing, it is the information has traveled to my jnana indriya, to the center of perception. It has traveled through prana. If I have seen the fan before and I know that, oh fan, then this jnana has happened to me again because of the flow of prana. So prana and pran shakti. Prana, prana shakti, five different types of prana shakti. We'll talk about it in a different video. Five different types of prana shakti is what regulates and manages all the involuntary systems that you have. Your circulatory system, your uh, respiratory system, your excretory system, your digestive system, your endocrine system, whatever systems, everything that you have, your nervous system, everything is managed on the basis of. So, pran shakti is what takes up the information, take, flows the information between subtle body and physical body. When this pran shakti becomes weak, suppose physical eyes have become weaker, that also means the, phys the pran shakti that carries what I am seeing has also diminished in its power. So now when jnana of what's, what I am seeing is happening to me, I am not seeing the things clearly. Information, my jnanindri still works fine. The center of perception is still full-blown functional and is ready to perceive. But information is not reaching it properly. Because of the old body, decayed body, aged body and used up organs as well as weaker prana shakti. It's not reaching there. This, so... If information is not reaching there completely and if that's my mode of perception right now that I'm trying to read a book but I have weaker eyes and then at that time Pran Shakti is also weaker in my eyes, then whatever I am reading may not become so clear. So we cannot say the person's jnana center of perception has gone wrong or is weaker now or is aged now. No. It's just that the Physical organs have aged or have become weaker as well as the prana shakti that takes up the information there has become weaker. In lot of people, you may say they are very much physically fit and healthy. They are fine. Physically there is no problem in them. But their prana shakti is so low that even when they are looking, what they are looking at, what is it that I am looking at? That kind of 
question is there. The jnana is not happening. The knowledge of what they are perceiving is not happening to them. You see how many people are actually absent-minded. We call them absent-minded. But it's not that their center of perception has is on strike. No, it's not. <laughs> it's just that the pran shakti that carries the information inside. The pran shakti along with consciousness that carries the consciousness also rides on the pran shakti. So consciousness, the vehicle for consciousness is prana. So prana is not reaching there. Consciousness is not reaching there. So a person may be looking at something but he's actually not seeing it. He may be, he may not be so attentive to what he is hearing. So proper jnana is not happening. That doesn't mean there is a fault in subtle body. It's only the fault. Faults always, all the faults are at the level of your physical body or at the level of your uh, energy body or the pranmaya kosha or you can say pranik shakti. That's where all the faults are. Faults are never directly here as is. Okay. So this is one thing. Karma Indriya, I told you these are for your physical actions. So this is how pretty much your creation is working. Tanmatras, as I said, Shabda will create Akasha. Shabda Tanmatra creates Akasha. As a punch, Sukshmhut. Rupa creates Agni as a punchput. Ras creates Jal. Gandh creates Prithvi. And Sparsh creates Vayu. Okay. Now, again the same thing. A lot of people, when they translate these Panchbhutas in English, five elements in English, they will translate Akasha as space, ether. They will translate Jal as water. Prithvi as earth. Vayu as air. Agni as fire. This is wrong. This is outright wrong. Here I am not saying that those are not the five elements. Yes, Space, water, earth, air, fire. Yes, they are five elements. But they are panch bhutas. They are not panch sukshm bhutas or mahabhutas. Here, from the tanmatra, what is created is panch mahabhutas. Okay? And, or you can say panch sukshm bhutas are created. Okay. Why am I saying these as sukshma bhutas? Again subtle, something very subtle. Why I am saying this is part of your subtle body? These you will retain. These 18 things you will retain even after death. This you won't retain after death. The sukshma bhutas. But still, they are part of your subtle body. Okay. So, akasha. Akasha actually means space. Space or something that is so wide, so expansive like a sky. Akasha here does not mean 
the space between you and me only does not mean intercelestial space does not only mean intergalactic space it does not mean all these things akasha is the space even between the two atoms two molecules okay it's the elementary fundamental space or the emptiness rather i would use the word as emptiness which binds any other object any other of the things with it so it's that binding object binding feature binding element so then we know that manifestation is 0.000001% of all that is unmanifest right scientists tell us science has proven this thing that all that you see the visible part of the universe is just a very minuscule very minute percentage of all that is not visible all that is unmanifest that's the reason we call it akasha because it is the most expansive thing now to your physical eyes this sky up outside is what looks like something very expansive no nowhere if you see right or left or wherever you see all you see is a sky it's so wide and expansive so people refer to akasha as sky it is not people refer to akasha as space it is not it's that unmanifest element which actually is the binding force for all that is manifested you have you are also this physical body this subtle body all this whole thing you also have akasha in between so some part of you is also a space of full of emptiness you are also full of emptiness only your total existence all that you see as manifest is hardly a very minuscule very minute amount or percentage of all that you do not see this is just a very limited manifestation of all that you are this is still is way much huge and large but we don't perceive it that way right so that's what akasha means same thing is with jal jal does not mean water directly jal as a panch mahabhut or panch sukshm bhut jal means fluidity anything that has the ability to flow taralta in hindi or sanskrit the word is taralta anything that has taralta in it or fluidity in it flow in it you feel your emotions you ride the waves of your emotions right how is it happening in you because of jal tatva tatva means element because of this jal as an element your emotions actually flow
how can it be water so don't say this will ultimately create water which has nothing to do with emotions flow of emotions is completely different than the flow of water so this will ultimately create water but that's not what it actually means jala means all that is taral all that has the ability to move to fluidly nicely easily flow find its own way your desires have their own way of flowing despite la- thousand obstacles if your desire is intense enough you will flow your pranic energy flows right so many things in your existence and around you in this entire universe and in the universal existence are flowing that flow is happening because of jal as one of the element the fluidity next is prithvi again prithvi does not mean earth what if you are born tomorrow on pluto or you are born tomorrow as some other being with some different little bit different kind of a body and uh, you are born on some other planet say mars prithvi actually means gravity that which has weight measurable weight that is what makes our body stable that is what that prithvi is the force through which i am able to walk i am able to sit you call it gravity when you see it in reference to a planet you call it gravity but it's actually the force which holds things in their place when two different planets are hanging in space at a proper distance they are neither neither coming closer right away they are neither bumping into each other nor they are going apart from each other say for example all these nine planets which are in our solar system they are rotating the sun how is it happening gravity the force the the force which binds us that's prithvi it also works when you get addicted to something this is hard to move means it's not fluid it's not going to go away it's not going to change so fast so any addiction any habits in you or any negative thought pattern thinking negative all the time that kind of a habit not just physical habits all your mental habits habits to talk anything that you call habit or addiction mental or physical or emotional or whatever kind of it is it actually has the element of prithvi in it so this does not only mean earth that this means go that which has gurutva that which has weight in it
your negative emotions have weight in it your bad habits have weight in it your body has weight in it all the planets around you so many things have weight in it not just the physical emotional your sadness your grief your shame your guilt your emotions which do not let you go emotion things that you are not able to let go all those are actually having weight in it they are made up of they have prithvi tatva in it prithvi element in it next is vayu anything that has the ability to touch and moves very fast why is it that so soon people forget each other's touch or that they get so used to of each other's touch that they seek different partners because the sense of touch is so fleeting because it's made up of vayu element of air you see how air is but it's not just the air element of vayu will create the element as air but here we are not talking about the element air here we are talking about sukshmbhuta subtle element which creates the physical element of air so these are the subtle elements which will create physical elements but here we are talking about subtle element of vayu what else is it thoughts your emotions are of the nature of jala they are they have fluidity in them but your thoughts have the quality of vayu or air in it that's why a emotion is still may take two and half day from within you to change for your emotional state change may take two and half days or 2.24 days or whatever that is but your thought may change in a moment in the blink of an eye because it has the properties of vayu subtle element sukshma bhuta next is agni agni is not just that physical fire agni is not just that light that we burn or electricity agni is not just the physical sun that you see agni is also there in your digestive system which is actually burning and digesting food that you eat agni is also there which gives your power your eyes the power to see right agni is also there which gives you illuminates your buddhi through the gyanendriya which illuminates illumines the buddhi remember we were talking about buddhi the wisdom intellect having wisdom light of wisdom or light of truth what we meant by light was not this light or dark instead more of like agni fire fire of wisdom fire of truth in your intellect that is also in the form of agni when you attain siddhis your determination is like agni in you whether it's the determination to do something good or something bad doesn't matter but your determination is a fire power in you your ability to persist for perseverance 
is also a firepower in you. So, it's not just the physical fire. It's the fire that burns us from within. Fire of desire, fire of inspiration, fire of knowledge, wisdom, fire of truth, fire, digestive fire, fire or the ability to say or maintain truth, all kinds of determination that you have and the intensity. When we say increase the intensity of your spiritual practice, what, what, what are we saying actually? We are saying just let this fire be purified so much in you. This fire tatwa, this fire element, agni sukshma element be, becomes so much fierce in you that when you take a look at anything, you know what it is. That these stop, these gyanendriya, these five centers of perception starts working as one. Burn the fire so much. So then from these five elements, five, uh, from five, these five subtle elements, five elements are created. Akasha creates space. Now in English there is only one word, space or ether. Or I don't even know, that's not a correct translation of Akasha ever. In the same way, water has fluidity, oil has fluidity too. Emotions are fluid too. So you cannot translate jal as, as water. And Prithvi, yes, jal, one of the jal, one of the element for jal could be water, but it could be oil, it could be emotions. So you have to cover different dimensions from that which is visible to that which is not visible. Water is visible, oil is visible, emotions are not. Right? Same way with the Weight, you have also have to understand the same thing with the weight. Yes, you can translate it to earth, to gravity, to your physical body, but uh, your emotions have weight too. Your desires have weight too. Your habits, your addictions have weight too. All that which you are not able to let go has, is a weight too. Your entire karmasha is a weight too. Your entire chitta is a weight too. Right? So all that is subtle. Also comes under the category of Prithvi. Then same thing is with Vayu. Yes, one of the element for Vayu that it creates, the translation could be air. But that's not the only thing. Your thoughts are fleeting too in nature. So element of Vayu creates thoughts as well, controls thoughts as, as well. Same thing is with Agni. It's not just the fire that you use to cook your food outside of your body. It's also the fire which is going to digest the food inside the body. So be very mindful of how English language, what English language has done to this whole thing. English language does not have words for subtle. Subtle body, subtle dimension of life, English language has no words for it. So be mindful of your English reading, all the books that you read in English, be mindful of that. They can never explain. They may translate all these things. If these things are written as um, air, space, water, earth, air and fire. If this is what it is written as, yoga can never understand the true meaning of these words. 
All the subtle part is eliminated when you read English stuff. Or it is explained in thousand words only then you will understand it. Because directly there are no words. So, But if you use these terms as is and then if you try to understand the meaning then you will understand the concept in a much better way. This is too much for today. <laughs> Namaste. Jai Shiva.